I was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, I hated myself. And so I sat there and I remembered these four things and I was going to take stock of them. This is The Playbook. So a lot of people ask me, how the heck did you lose over $100 million and go bankrupt? And it was really three points in my life uh, that I look back now to say, this is how it happened. And two, I will tell you how I got out of it, which is a lot of what I've explained already. So when I was 30 years old, imagine being a multimillionaire coming and growing up from nothing. Not only a multimillionaire, but I was running Samsung's phone division, the CEO of the world's first smartphone. They didn't even call it a smartphone in 1999. It was called a convergence device. It converged to phone and computer. Uh, but I was also married to my dream girl from the fourth grade, who my best friend Rob at sixth grade camp asked her to go steady with me. And she said no, and he made fun of me in front of everyone. And so I got mad at her and threw an egg at her and then threw rocks at her and asked her why her friends were prettier than her. Imagine I'm now living at 30, married to my dream girl, a multimillionaire with an unbelievable position. And my dad, who left me at five, gives me a birthday present, the first one in 20 years. He sends me a jacket. I'm so excited just to get a birthday present from my father. I think in my head, oh my gosh, he wants to have a relationship with me. He gets it. He's, he wants my forgiveness for all the things that he's done to me. And I open up the jacket and I put it on and it fits perfectly and I start to cry. My wife's like, what's the matter? I said, he actually cared enough to find out exactly my size. It fits perfectly. So I open it up to see if it says, especially made for my son's birthday or Armani. He tore out all the pockets. I went from complete joy to hate, to anger. And I called him up and I said, dad, why are you punishing me? I said, what are you talking about? I said, you sent me a jacket I can't wear. He said, it's not for wearing. I said, what do you mean it's not for wearing? He said, Dave, you need to know that money doesn't buy love and happiness. You're just like me, son. Hang it in the closet. Remind yourself every day you can't be the richest man in the cemetery. At 30, I wasn't ready to hear that. I told my dad, F you. I'm nothing like you. You're a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, backend seller. I want nothing to do with you. I'm nothing like you. I hate you. And I hung up. Six years later, I'm running the most notable sports agency in the world. A dream job. I'm running the sports agency that they made the movie Jerry Maguire about. So not only am I a multimillionaire at 36, but I have access to things that billionaires can't even get access to. Sidelines at Super Bowl, the Oscars, the Grammys, the ESPYs, amazing things in my life. Not only am I married to my dream girl now, but I have three daughters, gorgeous, healthy daughters under six. I have houses, golf course, ski mountain, boats, plane, whatever I wanted. And I decide that I'm gonna ask my friend Rob, the same friend that asked my wife to go study at sixth grade camp, I decided I'm gonna ask him to go to the Masters with me. He's a huge golf fan. We're gonna go backstage to the, back in the, in the cabins with Curtis Strange. We're going to the NetJet party. We'll fly private. Joe Montana, Wayne Gretzky, Warren Moon. I said, Rob, I got the best gift in the world, man. Come with me to the Masters. We're gonna do all this. And he looks at me and he says, not a chance. I was like, what? Did you hear me? He said, oh, I heard you. He said, Dave, I don't like what you're doing and I don't like who you hang out with. I said, Rob, I'm not doing what those guys are doing. He goes, Dave, you can lie to me. 
but I'm really worried that you're lying to yourself. And he walked away from me. I still get choked up today because I was so mad. I remember telling him, man, Rob, I hate you. He looked back at me and just went like this. Still today, I'm not friends with Rob. Two weeks later, my life would change forever. I went and asked my wife if I could go to the Grammy Awards with a rapper named Little John. She said, no, I'm worried about you. You're not paying attention to the family, not paying attention to your business, and you're partying way too much. I'm concerned. So of course I lied to her. I went to the Grammy Awards, came home at 5.30 in the morning, a complete disaster, and there she was waiting for me. She looked at me and she said, I'm not happy. I'm leaving you. And you better take stock in who you are and what you want to become, or you're going to end up dead. And I can't wait around to see that. I'm sorry. I looked at her and I said, how dare you? How dare you? After everything I did for you, you were sleeping on a couch for $50 a month when I met you. Look around you. Who do you think did all this? How dare you talk to me this way? I hate you. And I went to bed. Woke up in the morning full of hate, full of anger. And I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to take my wife's happiness away? I'll get divorced. That's fine. I'll take all her money. I'll show her. And then I looked over in the closet. Changed my life. That jacket. I looked at that jacket. Still today, I remember thinking, man, I don't hate my, my dad. I don't hate my best friend. I definitely don't hate my wife. I hate myself. I was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller back in I hated myself. And so I sat there and I remembered these four things and I was gonna take stock of them. Gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. Every day I practiced those for 16 years. Two years after that day, I had to claim bankruptcy. I was so ready, I was so calm, I was so ready knowing with faith that I was gonna be okay. I knew that now I was happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. I had just figured out what I was doing to interfere with it over two years looking at these things. I saved my marriage. My wife was now pregnant with my fourth child, a son. Although I lost everything, imagine 33 homes, golf course, ski mountain, multi-million dollars, over $100 million, all gone. I'm now living in a rented house with rented furniture and one car, calm and at ease, confident and inspired that it all would come back to me because I'd cleared that interference knowing that there's something bigger than me that loved me more than my mom and I had lessons to learn. And I learned those lessons and within two weeks I made my first million dollars. I had clarity, balance, and focus on how to do it. I went and asked for help. Instead of trying to make everything happen, I simply just surrendered and asked for help. I lived, instead of ignorant arrogance, where I knew everything, even though I knew I didn't know, I pretended like I knew everything. I was Midas, I could make anything happen, to ignorant humility, radical humility, that I didn't know that I didn't know that I was going to ask for help. And I went out, and people asked me, how the hell do you make that money back so fast? I just went to people and said, can you help me? What do you need? Would it help you if I did this? Do you know anyone else that can help me? And this simple strategy of open-minded versus closed-minded, asking for help and asking how I could be of help has made 
multi-millions of dollars has put me into a place not only where I make a lot of money and help a lot of people and have a lot of fun, but my entire life is to empower others to do the same. If I can find a thousand people to empower a thousand people, to empower a thousand people, a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. I can create a collective consciousness with a billion people to change the world. A world of abundance where there's more than enough of everything for everyone. I get choked up when someone asks me who's David Meltzer because he's so much different than who he thought he was. Um, for me, David Meltzer is radical humility and kindness. Living my life, my name, David Meltzer, means beloved servant. I'm here to be of service and of value, and I live my, my entire life in humility to be of service to others. In order to implement change within yourself, you have to actually know the three things that you have in control of yourself. The first is you have to remind, remember, and recollect that you have control of your mindset that you give meaning to everything that you see. The second is you have control of your heart set. You have control of the way you feel. And then finally, you have control of your handset. You have control of the activities that you do each day. Activity you get paid for, activity you don't get paid for, activity you have planned, activity you don't have planned, and even your sleep. If you realize that you have control of your mindset, heart set, and handset, then you'll realize that the world is always changing, growing and accelerating around you. And it will allow you to work in symbiosis with that change. You will accelerate, grow and learn. You will be able to find the light, the love and the lessons through gratitude. Forgive yourself for the mistakes, failures and setbacks. Take accountability to continue to attract more of what you want and learn from the stuff that you didn't. And most importantly, live inspired. Live in spirit connected to the greatest source, this omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom loves you, and to be a resource for others, to give that same love, that same light, and those same lessons to others, to empower them, to empower others, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun.